14 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening, uh, we try and make sense of uh, some of the uh, proposals that uh, uh, the uh, Labour Federation, COSATU, has been making. And uh, very interesting, uh, just, uh, I guess, on the issue of uh, hours worked. And uh, certainly my view has always been that, um, you know, uh, we take for granted. I mean, we often tend to think that uh, people have always worked a 40-hour work week and that, you know, the age of 15 has always been uh, the age beneath which uh, people shouldn't be working. But all of those things are effectively an outcome of shop floor struggle. Um, and uh, it seems now the struggle continues on that particular score uh, with the uh, Kwasatu uh, making uh, recently tabling labor law reform proposals to the labor market chamber at NEDLAC. And uh, uh, these proposals include a reduction of the standard hours of work to 40 hours per week and more, and uh, also some uh, proposals around minimum severance pay, uh, which uh, I guess hasn't been reviewed uh, over the last 20 years or so. Joining me to uh, speak about these issues is Lebohang Mulaisi, who's the National Labor Market Policy Coordinator for Labor Federation, Kosatu. Lebohang, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you, Ayabong, and thank you for having me on your show. Lebohang, let's maybe start off here. I mean, I'm quite interested, uh, just aside from the two, uh, um, you know, suggestions around severance pay and hours worked, uh, you know, as proposals. Um, let's talk, before we get to those ones, about some of the other, uh, I guess, proposals uh, that uh, you've uh, placed on the table at the Labor Market Chamber of NEDLAC alongside these. Um, and uh, more importantly, I guess, uh, one would think... Uh, the motivations behind it would arise out of your own reading of some of the shifts that have happened in the labor market. And I think that's absolutely important, whatever the case is, mm. so that they can benefit from the UIS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember a few years ago uh, when the national minimum wage process was unfolding at NEDLAC, one of the big debates at the time were, was around how, you know, uh, the then 20 rand an hour proposal would factor in this idea of minimum hours of work because the fear was that employers... Uh, would effectively respond to the national minimum wage by reducing uh, the number of hours worked. Uh, And it seems now that I guess you're arguing on the other side as uh, the Labour Federation that uh, effectively rather than securing minimum hours of work uh, in a context of sort of zero-hour contracts and flexi work, you're also saying that uh, this idea of a 45-hour work week is something archaic and uh, something that should be changed. So what's actually happened, you know, with the rest of the world is that there's been a significant reduction. Mm. And what has happened really is that South Africa has fallen behind. We still have a 45-hour work week, whereas the world has 40 and less. Um, So really the crux of the matter here and how we want to get this right is to look at, you know, making the case of reducing the hours while keeping um, the wages, while keeping the wages in the same place. And how we've based that argument is around the issue of, you know, productivity gains that employers can benefit from reducing the hours worked um, and, and, and the empirical evidence seems to be supporting our argument that, you know, you can actually achieve a productivity gain um, by allowing workers to work a 40-hour work week. On the flip side, I have mm. really what, what, was, what was behind that was really around, you know, the European Union trying to recover from World War II sure. and how to look at mechanisms to absorb more employees in the workforce. Mm. And one of the ways that they achieved this was through the introduction of um, 
uh, reduced uh, our work week. So you could argue that, you know, with this pandemic, mm. we could be coming out of a world war type of situation yeah. ourselves. And we're seeing more and more people being unemployed. This could be one of the easiest ways to absorb more employees. Yeah. I guess, Lebohang, also, you, you're being rather diplomatic about it. I mean, uh, one, one of the historic you know, demands of uh, the labor movement and even, I guess I would say, the socialist movement has always been about, you know, fighting for a shorter work week uh, in general because uh, I guess it's also about choice over, you know, uh, uh, your exercising your labor power and leisure uh, and effectively trying, I guess, to, you know, to fight back against the power of the bosses. So one would think that there is that element as well, uh, would you not say? No, definitely. We, we can't avoid the social benefits mm. of reducing, you know, the, the hours of work. Um, just the nature of South Africa, the spatial planning arrangement mm. where, you know, workers are naturally placed quite far from the business district. So we have employees that are on the road most of the time trying to get to work, working a nine hour shift, being on the road again. And by the time you get home, it's at night. You've had no time to socialize with family. Sure. You've had no time to interact with your children who are school age and assisting them with, with, with homework of any kind. And that sort of like contributes to the social ills that we see in our society today because the parents are really not in the household as often as what they should. Mm. So definitely there's a social benefit to it. Yeah, yeah. Lebohang, I want us to uh, take a brief break now and uh, take a spot break. But when we come back, we'll continue. I want us to talk about uh, uh, this uh, minimum severance pay uh, 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 proposal that you're making here. Uh, and I guess uh, also if you could uh, talk for the benefit of many of our listeners about um, you know the process. So uh, once these have been tabled at the labor market chamber at Nedlac, uh, what then become the subsequent steps uh, before many South African workers benefit uh, from, uh, I guess, uh, winning the demand for a 40-hour work week. And uh, as I said earlier, certainly not a demand unique to South Africa and uh, something quite critical uh, to the labor movement, uh, both here at home and abroad. We'll continue on that particular issue after this. 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. We bring it to you every Monday, uh, taking a look at uh, all the happenings in the lives of working people and on the shop floor. And today is certainly no different. Uh, we uh, speak to Labor Federation Kosatu's Labor Market Policy Coordinator, Lebohang Mulaisi, uh, around some of the labor law reform proposals. Uh, that are to be tabled to the labor market uh, chamber at Nedlac. And uh, before we went to the break, Lebohang, we were talking about, uh, you know, the uh, call here for the reduction of uh, the work week to uh, 40 hours in line with uh, some of the standards uh, of the International Labor Organization. Uh, currently, statutory limitation being 45 hours of work per week. Uh, but uh, the other element, of course, of your proposals is around the minimum severance pay. Now, what is this? Uh, and more importantly, we hear it hasn't been reviewed since 1996. And the big question is, why? Lebohang? Lebohang? I seem to, seem to be battling with that line. And uh, uh, let's uh, yeah take this brief break while we try and uh, reconnect with uh, Lebohang Molaisi from Labor Federation Kosatu. Lebohang, I certainly hope we have you back uh, on a much better line. I'm back. Thanks. Yes, 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 yes. So le- let me pose the question again. Uh, before we went to the break, we were talking about, uh, you know, the uh, 45 to 40 hour work week. Uh, but one of the other proposals is around minimum severance pay. And for the benefit of some of my listeners who might not be familiar with what that is, what is it and why has it only, I guess, uh, been up for discussion now after the last review happened in 1996? 
So, severance pay is the... And, and just, I mean, for, for our purposes, what's the level now? What's the current minimum? So, the current minimum is one week of remuneration for every year of completed service. Mm, and you want that to be? We want that to be increased from two to four weeks. Okay, all right. So, I mean, you you um, are, I guess, part of a, a trio of organizations that are in that labor market chamber at NEDLAC, uh, government, uh, yourselves as labor, and, uh, of course, uh, then business on the other side. Um, I'm quite interested now that you are going to be tabling this. What, what then becomes the process for many workers that are listening in to us now uh, to uh, ultimately, you know, uh, I guess, inshallah, uh, ultimately, I guess, uh, get some of this uh, passed um, as regulations or even as policy? So we've done the first process, which is to table our... Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, j- just when we look at uh, some of these issues, um, you know, someone might be asking themselves, uh, we spoke about the, the work hour or uh, work week story, but uh, I guess in the context of so many business rescues, liquidations, retrenchments that uh, continue to happen in the South African economy. Um, The proposal on severance pay, I mean, what impact are you anticipating that to have? I mean, you know, even in our negotiated social partners Mm, mm. and NEDLEC, I mean, this is not the first time that we're bringing up an issue that increases the cost to a particular employer. The national minimum wage is probably um, the best example. And we had that when our economy was not doing very well. And we currently see a national minimum wage. So I think this is the appropriate time um, to have a discussion. The process to the enactment of legislation doesn't take place overnight. Mm. So we have really a two to three year race ahead of us. I'm not too sure what will be the situation in the economy by then, but this is the right time to start to actually have the discussions around the changes in labor legislation. Mm. I guess the other layer, before I let you go, Lebohang, that one would think sort of might be tabled on that agenda is uh, this idea of working from home and the implications that that might have for our existing legislation. I mean, I would think uh, that, uh, you know, if I'm spending nine out of ten of uh, much of my time in the last while and we expect that pandemics and all manner of other sort of ecological and social crises might mean we have to stay and work from home, uh, whether or not uh, this review of labor legislation might be able to grapple and deal with that. And I guess that's the that's the issue around, you know, changes in the labor market. They're dynamic and we, we kind of don't know how far or how long will the changes be. Um, so I think that's why the, the labor law needs to be adaptable to deal with that. Um, two to three years ago, we probably would have never heard of an idea around most workers having to work from home mm. and having to adapt the definition of a workplace. Mm. Um, that's not, that's now starting to be a topical issue. How do we provide for occupational health and safety yeah, yeah. when we no longer have a unified understanding of what the workplace is? Is my mm-hmm. house a workplace? What happens if I, I get injured at home while I'm sitting on the couch yes. and my laptop if, there? Or if I get know? injured in my house, does mm. my workplace compensate me because now my house is turned into a workplace? A workplace. Mm. Mm. So, so these are the these are the conversations that we need to, to, to have, bearing in mind that, you know, it takes a long time to adapt um, legislation. But I think this is probably the most opportune time mm. to have these conversations because we're starting to see the shift in the labor market. Maybe outside of NEDLAC, Lebohang, I mean, just as a federation, um, wh- what's your perspective on that? I would think that you, at multiple levels, are having those conversations on a shop floor, uh, even in your CC and in many other structures. Um, is there an emerging consensus, if at all? I think the jury is still out. Um, to a large extent, um, members are starting to grapple with what this means. What does it mean for us to organize when mm. our workers are displaced 
and scattered all over their, play, their, their homes and not necessarily neatly organized within a specific workplace. How do we then protect your labor rights? Mm. I think those are the issues. That, they're complex. Um, they have many dimensions to them. Um, the conversations have started, um, but I think it's up to the individual affiliate, of course, with the guidance sure. of COSATU at the Trade Federation, on how to begin to navigate those, those issues. Um, how do we have our constitutional structure meetings? How do we amend mm. our constitutions as various unions to now talk about the issue of, you know, the fact that our workers are not necessarily on the shop floor like they were previously. Mm. What does that mean for us protecting their labor rights and how do we organize them better yeah, around these yeah. different complexities? I think the latter issue, I mean, is a big one. The, the mm. question of organization, recruiting, and just, uh, you know, administering the operations of a trade union during this difficult moment. But Lebukhang, it's always a pleasure catching up with you and thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Ayabunga. That there was uh, Lebohang Mulaisi, uh, Labour Market uh, Policy Coordinator of uh, Labour Federation, Kwasatu. And uh, yeah, sharing with us some discussions that are happening all the way out at Nedlak for our Shop Stewards Corner.